Welcome to Lamb of God Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. In this passage, if you notice in verse 13, people, they, the crowd, were bringing, the word in the Greek is constantly bringing. They were constantly bringing children. In Luke, Luke uses the word infants. So it's also infants and children under the age of 12 to Jesus that he might touch them. Touch them with his spirit, touch them with his hands, hold them, love them, help them to see the beauty of God in him. And so what happened? And the disciples rebuked them. In the, in the minds of the disciples, it's not much different than the mind of our culture right now. Children are an annoyance. Children are a bother. Children get in the way. Children cost money. Children can be disposed of through abortion. We're not much different than this age. They had a low view of children. Part of it was the infant mortality rate was very high. We know from archaeology that in some places in the Middle East, over 50% of all children that were born passed away in infancy. And this is pretty much true until the last century. John Owen, a great English theologian in the 1600s, had 11 children. Ten passed away when they were as children. Only one made it to adulthood, and then she passed away. And then his wife passed away before he did, eight years before he passed away. So he saw his entire family die of sickness in his lifetime. Infant mortality rate was high. And so often the attitude was, don't get close to the kids. Don't spend time with them. Wait until they grow up to see if they make it. Also, children were powerless. They weren't politically connected. They don't have a voice. So people thought they would be a waste of time. And I think that's what's going through the disciples' mind. We're helping Jesus establish the kingdom, and we want to be with people and around people and spend time with people that can influence kingdom things. And so there's, we'll spend time with adults. We'll influence politicians. We'll influence the, the religious leaders. We don't have time for children. But Jesus says in verse 14, but when Jesus saw it, he was indignant. And he said to them, let the children come to me. He rebuked the rebukers. He told them they were wrong in their attitude and their approach to kids. Children are a sacred image made in the image and likeness of God. Our society thinks that people are only valuable if they're productive. And if you're not productive and you can't do something or accomplish something, we will, if necessary, just ignore you or rid of you. But that's not the attitude of the Bible and the New Testament. New Testament says, I mean, the Old Testament says in Genesis that we are all made in the image and likeness of God, and we're valued because we're made in the image of likeness of God, and we're loved because we're made in the image of likeness of God. It doesn't not a matter of how much we produce, but who we're like, who we represent, and who loves us. It's God himself and Jesus Christ. We're valued and important, not based on what we can do, but who we are in Jesus and how we've been made in the image and likeness of our Creator. So Jesus found time for these kids, and he loved them. And he said, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of God. A lot of people were confused in the time of Christ about what he meant by kingdom. 
And many of them thought that kingdom means political power. It means having influence. In this case, it means overthrowing the Romans who were oppressing the Jews at this time. Jesus' kingdom was different. It was a kingdom of the heart. Jesus' kingdom was about him ruling and reigning in people's hearts, transforming their lives, loving them and forgiving them of their sins. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, ministering through them and bringing healing to everyone around them. It was a kingdom that worked on the inside out. And sometimes theologians call it the upside down kingdom. Because the world sees kingdom as power and authority, military might and political influence. Jesus saw kingdom as people whose heart had been conquered by the cross and who loved and served. So he says, don't hinder them. Such belongs the kingdom. So in other words, if you want to enter the kingdom of God and you want to be under his reign, you must have an attitude like a child, that you're needy and you're receptive and you're open to help. I've never seen a child on Christmas Day ever or at a Christmas event be given a present and say, no, I'm not good enough for it. They receive it with open hands and they're ready to rip out that paper and open that box as fast as they possibly can. And Jesus is saying, open your arms, open your heart, open your hands. If you want to receive the kingdom, be receptive to me and allow me to enter and rule and reign in your hearts. And in me, you will find forgiveness and joy, fulfillment and satisfaction in me. Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom. Jesus is not saying we are to be child, uh, uh, silly or immature as but what he's saying is we need to imitate children as they are seeking and open to him. That simple, trusting heart of a child. Verse, eight, uh, verse 15, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So the condition on entering in to God's rule and reign within your heart is having a receptive and open hands. Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm at the end of myself. I'm at the end of my rope. I've had a difficult life. I've made a lot of bad choices. I have a lot of things that I'm ashamed about. But Lord, I know in you, you can give me grace. In you, I can find forgiveness. In you, my heart can be transformed. And in you, I can find new life. Have your arms like a child. Your arms are open and receptive to help. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. That's the condition. The condition is a heart that knows its need. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. The Lord Jesus is not looking for adequate people this morning. He's looking for available people who will have their hearts open to him, who will say and admit to him, Lord, I need you. I want you. I'm empty without you. I know that you can transform me. I know that you can forgive me. I know you can make my life new and make me a new creation. Lord, I come to you with arms wide open. As we come to him in arms wide open, we enter into his kingdom, and he rules and reigns in our hearts, not as a dictator, but as a loving Lord who knows what's best for us and comes into our lives to transform us and lead us into a relationship with him. Verse 16, he took them in his arms, which means he hugged them. I can imagine in the ancient world that a lot of these kids were pretty smelly. A lot of them were sick. 
no antibiotics or anything like that. She went to the doctor. It probably made them worse, not better in the ancient world. But he held them. He loved them, no matter their condition, no matter their appearance. He held them, and he loved them, and he blessed them. The word here in the Greek is referencing to the old patriarchs like uh, Abraham and Isaac, when they would bless their children and bless their sons. And that blessing would come upon them and become prophetically fulfilled within their lives. Jesus is taking his hands on those children and he's blessing them and welcoming them in to his kingdom. He lays hands on them, verse 16. He takes them in arms and he blesses them. If this is Jesus' attitude toward children, this must be our attitude as the church. We must not take on the attitude of our culture. We say children are a nuisance. Children need to be out of the way. The children take too much time. They get in my way of my career goals. They'll be fruitful and multiply, the Lord commanded. We look at children as a blessing from the Lord, and we welcome them into his church. One of the promises that the Lord gives, turn with me if you've got your Bibles to Acts 2. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter is preaching at the day of Pentecost. And he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Have a change of mind that brings to a change of heart, that leads to a change in your behavior. Come and say to the Lord, I need you. Then be baptized, identify fully in his name. And then you will receive from the Lord a forgiveness of all your sins. Everything that has ever burdened you, everything that you've ever regretted, all the shame and guilt will be gone. And, as, and when that happens, you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit who will strengthen you and enable you to live the Christian life. As you do, this promise, verse 39, is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. You've given your life to the Lord. You have received this promise. The Lord said he's available, ready, and willing to make this promise to you, to your children. And this is one reason why we do practice infant baptism, because we're welcoming the children as Jesus would welcome them in the church. We're blessing them as Jesus would bless them with a, a holy water and anointed oil. And we welcome them that they would day, one day receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. And that one day, with the help of the church and our prayers and our witness and our um, encouragement, these children would grow up to be uh, children who would follow after the Lord. Find him intimate and faithful. Be in love with him and know the joy of being in a relationship with their heavenly father. That's the joy we have this morning. That's the joy it is in being being able to baptize Marilyn this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this baptismal service. We pray that, Lord, you would bless it. That, your Lord, your Holy Spirit would come upon us, Lord. And that, Lord... uh, Everyone here will be truly blessed by your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Hope to see you next time.